Today's Hashi, I'm discussing a Zillow rental market report, Gen Z's top 10 states, and the latest consumer price index report. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. I'm Byron Lazine, and the Hot Sheet starts now. Okay, we had CPI come out today. I'm gonna get I'm gonna save that for last. It's not one of those cases where I'm saving the best for last either. This is maybe a downer here to start uh, this Tuesday. Uh, if you took a look at the 10 year here this morning, where the 10 year is after the CPI report, we did break the 4.250 mark, which is what Logan Modishami considers the Gandalf line. You don't want to go above 4.250 on the 10 year, according to Logan. By the way, Logan Modishami from Housing Wire will be on Knowledge Brokers podcast with me, Lisa, and Tom on Friday. Uh, separate channel. Make sure you don't miss that. We'll ask him about this, of course. Hopefully by then, the 10 year will be down back below 4.25. But we saw what happened last year when we broke that line, that 4250 line. It continued to take off and went as high as five. And we saw the 30 year fix go as high as eight. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying that is what has happened last time. We'll get into the reasons why and uh, what the CPI report actually read this morning. But first, let's jump into the rental market report from Zillow. Rental market and shelter is front and center in that CPI report that we're going to discuss here in just a little bit. Shelter was the biggest driver, uh, but where has this rental market come and where is it going? Okay, Zillow now, remember, Zillow is, um, their numbers have been significantly higher than everybody else on rents. Okay, I've been saying, hey, rents are coming down. Barry Sternlight, who models this across the country, he owns 125,000 doors with Starwood Capital. He called this a year ago. Rents are coming down, meaning that the appreciation is decelerating. But then we also had other reports like Realtor.com, like Redfin, like Apartments, that actually showed year-over-year -year flattening or even negative on rents. Almost nobody that I've seen is in Zillow's camp. Zillow's Camp says that rents are up 3.4% compared to last year. That seems like a normal average spread, uh, not a big deal. But when we're in this fight against inflation and shelter makes up over a third of CPI, like the data we got today, it becomes significant. So Zillow reporting 3.4% increase in rents since last year. We have to recognize this. We have to respect it. Zillow's got a ton of data. I would argue that probably CoStarApartments.com uh, probably have a little bit more rental data. I personally, my heart wants to believe the realtor and the Redfin's that where they're showing rents are down. Um, and, and there's more cases for it showing it down, but we have to respect this chunk of data for sure because they have a lot of it. Uh, Zillow reports that the Average rents right now are 1,958 across the country, which is significantly lower than the pre-pandemic average growth rate. The average growth rate then was 4.1%. That was observed in 2018 and 2019. So last year's growth rate down from pre-pandemic normal years. 
uh, but still significantly up from the zero or negative one that is being reported elsewhere. Rents have increased from year over year levels in 47 of the 50 largest metro areas per the Z. The highest annual rent increase is observed in Providence, 7.7%. Hartford at 7%. That's Hartford, Connecticut. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio at 6.8%. Louisville, 6.6%. And Boston, 6.3%. Not surprising that you've got Providence, Hartford, and Boston, three of the top five for biggest increases on the year-over-year rent. As those three markets, and Lisa Chinati shared that with us about Boston. She's like, hey, Boston rents are up, Byron. Like, they're definitely up. She's there. I'll take her data over anybody when it comes to Boston. You know, she's boots on the ground there. So she's got access to the MLS. I'm sure some, some of you do as well. Um, but the Northeast, Boston, Providence, Hartford, okay, th that area of the country has the least amount of inventory uh, in compared to any other state. Okay. So that makes sense when you, when you don't have for sale inventory, people need a place to live. Okay. I'm going to go rent pushes the rent prices up as it just as it has on those home values as well on a monthly basis. So, uh, looking at the month of December here, um, or I'm sorry, January on a monthly basis, rents decreased in 16 of 50 major metros, uh, with the largest monthly drops in Austin, San Diego, Bo uh, Buffalo, Dallas and Riverside. Okay. Um, so there you go. We'll dig into this a little bit further. Lance did a great job putting together a chart on uh, some of the Zillow data. I, I liked it, his chart better than uh, Zillow's chart itself. We'll drop that into BAMX, obviously, uh, for everybody to grab there. Easy to grab in BAMX. And here it is the annual shift in single family rents by Marcus. So single family, he's actually broken out single family from. Uh, from apartment and multifamily, we know we're getting more inventory in the apartment and multifamily segment. Uh, they've been hitting last year, this year, and even into next year, the, mo the most inventory, new construction inventory on multifamily that we've ever seen in this country. Uh, but uh, single family rents in the U.S. is reported by Zillow up 4.6% in 2023. Uh, some of the ones that stand out, again, would be uh, Chicago stands out. Philly stands out up over 6%. Uh, you've got St. Louis up over 6%, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Pittsburgh at 6%, Cincinnati at 9.4% on single family, Kansas City uh, at 6.9%, okay, uh, Cleveland at 4.8%, Virginia Beach at 6.2%, Providence at 8.9%. Uh, now, if we look at multifamily Apartment rents only up 2.7%. Makes sense that that number is not as big as single family. They're building a lot of this. This is one of those numbers, in, in fact, that we've seen in the negatives when others are reporting it. Zillow has them, has multifamily and apartments. Uh, this is 40 largest metro housing markets, okay, with the exception on this one of New York, uh, showing a 2.7% increase, okay? Um, some of the ones that have declined is Dallas, uh, Atlanta, Phoenix, San Francisco on multifamily, Orlando, um, San Antonio, Portland, Austin, and Nashville, and Jacksonville, all in the negatives. Jacksonville, uh, Orlando. We've also seen Tampa having a lot of billing, but Tampa was up 1.9%. Uh, but you definitely see multifamily 
uh, at a much slower rent appreciation rent than single family. Okay. Uh, speaks to the demand of single family rentals. There's not as much of it, obviously, as there is apartments and multifamily coming online. And so you see those numbers continuing to go up, uh, maybe impacting this rental, uh, this Zillow rental price more than other, uh, that more than the multifamilies are for sure in the upward direction. Okay. Here are the uh, Zillow economics market report of the top 10 most expensive markets. You got San Jose, New York, Boston, San Francisco, San Diego, LA, Miami, Riverside, California, Washington, DC, Sacramento, uh, and then Seattle, Washington. Those are your top markets for, and you can see where they've gone from 20 to 24, everybody up from, from 2020, San Francisco up the least, so still up incrementally from 2,887 to 2,984, but almost everybody else up a significant amount from 2020 to 2024. Those are your most expensive rental markets across the U.S. We'll talk more about rents uh, in just a little bit as we go into the CPI. But first, let's talk about Gen Z's top 10 states. What is the future homeowner uh, like? And this is another Zillow report. What is the future homeowner and home buyer, maybe more importantly, value? What states are they leaving? Uh, and what states are they uh, going into? Okay. So top 10 states for Gen Z out of state movers would be Texas, California, Florida, North Carolina, Washington, Colorado, Virginia, Illinois, uh, Georgia, and Arizona. You see the net migration there for Texas leading the pack at 76,000. Top 10 states for Gen Z out-of-state movers. Uh, top 10 states for all out-of-state movers, according to Zillow. Florida flips from three to one. You've got Texas, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, Arizona, North Carolina, Connecticut, Tennessee, Oklahoma and Nevada. That's for all out of state movers. So this is um, Gen Z, by the way, defined as those born between 96 and 2004. Uh, and they avoid capturing temporary moves of college students. These statistics exclude respondents who reported attending school in the past three months. Okay. Um, there you go on that. Uh, bottom 10 states for Gen Z out of state movers. Michigan, Maryland, Idaho, Vermont, Maine, South Dakota, Delaware, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, West Virginia. And for all movers, of course, California leading that 214,000 net migration out. New York, uh, these are Zillow numbers here, 184,000 net migration out. Illinois, Maryland, Mass, Jersey, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, and Oregon. So uh, if you're in one of those markets, you can use those stats maybe to your advantage or um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you can use that in your marketing or your database information. Gen Z certainly starting to creep into the housing market, and I'm sure that will incrementally get larger every single year, just as unfortunately the CPI data has gotten bigger than expected. Okay. C CPI consumer price index rose 0.3% in January. That's more than the expectation of 0.2%. The annual rate moved to 3.1%. It was expected to come in at 2.9%. So on both measurements, we have 
not be in expectations here. So Wall Street is going to react. Okay, Wall Street, in fact, the markets are down significantly here to open up. We saw what happened with the 10 year. I showed you the 10 year at the beginning of the show. Logan Motoshami calls anything over the 4.25 line on the 10 year, the Gandalf line. We don't want to go above it. We're above it right now. I mean, let, well, let's check. Let's double check and see, see where we're at. Uh, we'll see if that's sticking. This will, this will, we're just above it right now. So we're kind of dancing on the line. Um, got as high earlier today as 4.3. Uh, we're sitting here at four, two, five, one. Love to see us drop down below. Uh, that'd be good, good news for the thirty-year fix. But we're sitting here at four, two, five, one. Logan will be on Knowledge Brokers Podcast. You can find that on its own YouTube channel at Knowledge Brokers Podcast this Friday. We'll ask him about this. He'll break it down for us uh, in a way that I can't. And I'm looking forward to his analysis on that. Of course, it's Logan Mochami from Housing Wire. Um, and you see here the 3.1% where we sit right now. We'll get into you know how, how much of this was driven by shelter. It's still down from the 3.4% in December. So we're showing improvement here. 3.4% was in December. Of course, that was up from 3.1%. That's the annual all-item CPI um, number that we're looking at right now. 3.1% in, in November was up to 34 in December. At 3.1% now for January, the expectation, though, was 29 That's where you have the market's reacting to that um and of course a 0.2 percent on the month and we got a 0.3 percent okay excluding uh food and energy prices the so uh called core cpi also accelerated to 0.4 percent and was up 3.9 percent from a year ago that forecast also missed was supposed to be 0.3 percent and 3.7 percent respectively so the market doesn't like this it gets prickly because uh the the Fed's watching this, right? They, they CPI is more of a market reaction where they like the PCA, but uh, the Fed is watching this. They're taking this into account. This is a little bit then hotter inflation report. When you when you go 30,000 feet up, you zoom out and you look at the whole picture here, We inflation is still coming down, okay? Yes, it's up on the monthly more than we wanted. We wanted that 0 0.2 number. Uh, but when you look at the 12-month percent change, you, we do still see a gradual, um, you know, it's it's going slower than we want. There, there's no question about it. But we do see a gradual decline down on CPI. And that's what we want to see. It's just taking longer than we want. This is why I cautioned everybody, the year of the fives, the 5% 5 30-year fix. No, no, don't say that to your consumers. I mean, just look at the bumps in the road ahead. Here's a Here's a speed bump. Didn't see it coming. Somebody didn't paint it yellow. Uh, we were going 40 down the down the route, route 41. And we hit the speed bump because we didn't see it coming. Well, we should have seen it coming. The, these reports should have been expected. All right. The index for shelter continued to rise in January. Uh, you can almost copy and paste this uh, on, on most of these CPI reports. Index shelter continued to rise in January, increasing 0.6% and contributing to over two-thirds of the monthly all-items increase. So, excuse me, um, the, the index for shelter makes up over a third of all of CPI. But when we look at this increase for the month, that third, or just over a third of CPI shelter, made up over two-thirds of the increase. So inflation on the CPI being driven 
primarily by shelter. Okay. Uh, food index increased 0.4% in January um, as the food home ingress, in, index increased 4.4% and the food away from home increased 0.5% over the month. Um, energy, energy fell uh, 0.9% over the month due in large part to the decline in the gasoline index. All right, let's just take, take a, a little bit deeper look here. Uh, these tables will be available for everybody. You can download this stuff in BMX. Uh, unadjusted 12-month ended January 2024. Shelters at a 6.0, uh, 6% there. You can see here this 0.6% in January. We were starting to see a good trend line. We, we haven't seen 0.6 since September on shelter. Uh, then we saw 0.3% in October. We saw 0.4 in November, 0.4 in December. I'm like, this number should keep going down. When is the lagging data going to catch up? But shelters are now back up to a 0.6. Now, what, what I don't like about this um, and what, I, what you know if you follow this show that I absolutely hate about the CPI is the made up survey, the, the, the make believe grab it out of air survey number, which is owner's equivalent rent, a 1980s formula that is completely outdated, doesn't, doesn't factor in real time rents. You call homeowners who aren't even thinking about renting their home or going to rent and saying, what if you had to leave your home, what would a similar situation you're living in now, what would it cost you for rent? And, you know, I'm, first off, they've got a home phone. They're not very relatable to most Americans anyways, but okay. So they've got this home phone to pick it up and they go, ah, or they fill out the mail. I mean, a mail in survey uh, and they put this information in and they say, oh, I don't know. I'll pick a number out of the sky. I'm, I'm not a property manager. I, I'm not a rental expert. I don't have data like CoStar or, or even the Zillow data to show. Zillow data even showed us, hey, rents are coming down. They're depreciating um, while it's up year over year. It's significantly you know, lower than it was last year. I mean, let's just go back to that. Make sure I didn't glaze over that point um, when we went over over the rents, right? If you look at the U.S. on rents, up 6.8% in 2020, then 13% on, this is single family, on 21, then 8.5% on 22, and 4.6% in 23, 15.8 in 21, 6.5 in 22, down to 2.7. Rents are decelerating, okay? Um, but this owner's equivalent rent, it continues to go up. Like when is the lagging data showing that rents are decelerating going to catch up with this CPI number? Um, and so owner's equivalent rent of residences, which makes up 26.79 of the entire CPI, just this, just this one portion of shelter, the owner's equivalent rent, the made up make believe survey that they don't even track in Europe because it's so ridiculous. We covered that in the Wall Street Journal article last year on a on a previous hot sheet is making up twenty six point seven six nine of the weight of this report. OK, owners equivalent rent um, year over year up six point two. And then here owners equivalent uh, matching uh, owners equivalent. Let's see here. Six point two. And then matching the 0.6 on overall shelter that we saw here. Um, rent of primary residence, 6.1 year rear, 0.4%. Rent of primary residence, that's 7.671 of the weight. So owner's equivalent rent 
um, driving this number quite a bit. It's unfortunate because where they all wants to do this, it's a made up number. It, it's more of like, hey, we don't we don't want to change what we've always been done. It's harder to change and just keep doing uh, the same thing. Uh, Logan Motoshami, who again will be with us uh, at Knowledge Brokers Podcast on Friday, showing the dynamite, a little bit of an explosion here on CPI in response to um, the Happy Hawaiian, where it says the shelter was most of the miss. Not only was it about 0.3% hot, but the weighted uh, weighting got up to 36% of CPI from 33%. So. Uh, I think we've been there, though, actually. So over a third there on shelter. Shelter, again, making up, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, right out of their PDF, um, you've got uh, shelter making up two-thirds of the increase. Uh, Rebecca says, Byron can do a voiceover on how to get exactly the, the on how to exactly get the rental data from CoStar. I'm not seeing on the site. Uh, I'll see it. Well, CoStar is very expensive. You'd have to, <laughs> CoStar is going to charge you for any data. They, they don't, um, they don't give that out for free. So a lot of times we're going to reference the Zillow or the realtor.com or the Redfin data. Um, but you do see from time to time in a lot of these publications reports of the overall number, the actual survey from CoStar uh, or their actual report rather is something that's going to, it's going to cost some money there. Um, CoStar, of course, owns apartments.com, homes.com, which we've heard a lot about recently. Uh, just taking another quick look here at the 10-year. Uh, we're sitting back up over over the 4.25 number, 4.263. I would expect today uh, to not be, let's see where we we're at, yeah, we ended at four point or 6.96, sorry, 6.96 yesterday. I'd expect this to be up over 7% on the 30-year fixed. Can all but guarantee it unless something uh, surprises us here um, after the CPI report. I think this was the biggest surprise. Uh, the Dow is down 400, almost 500 points right now on market open. S&P is down, NASDAQ's down, 10 years up. There you go to start your Tuesday. Uh, also, by the way, I um, want to throw this out to you guys. I know, I know so many of you are uh, important to this industry, and BAM is partnering again with Thousand Watt. We do this quarterly in agent sentiment survey, so we have our own data here. Um, it's in, linked in the live comments. We'll link it into the description if you're listening to the replay. Uh, this particular survey focuses on how the industry is reacting to potential commission changes. I saw some screenshots this morning of somebody who a seller was just like, you know, just, just really bringing this stuff up. It's going to be continue to become more prevalent. It's not everything, but it is something. Um, and so this survey link down below, if you're interested, we partner with thousand watt to do this. Obviously you can take the survey for free. I'd like to know um, more. We'll share that obviously with, with you. Uh, it'll be uploaded into BAMX uh, once it's completed. But this particular agent sentiment survey will focus on how the industry is reacting to potential commission changes. We'll go over it uh, together. It'll be uploaded in BAMX. So that link's below if you're interested in that. All right. Uh, if you're interested in the hot sheet, make sure you're subscribed because we have a major announcement coming on Friday about the future of this show. So stay with me all week. and. 
on Friday, I will have that major announcement ready for all of you. Uh, other than that, have a great Tuesday. Let's root for that tenure to cool off. Uh, it doesn't look like it will, but we will see what happens. And I will see you back here tomorrow, 930 on the East, 630 on the West. Until then, toodaloo.